Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That was the first thing on my shit. <laughs> God damn. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast, sitting here with the super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. How your week been going, Ben Ready? Wonderful, man. Wonderful. <laughs> Real pimping going on. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> man, that's that's fantastic news. Shit. That's, that's just like the, the news that I got when you woke me up that morning and shit, telling me about the shit. <laughs> Man, good, good God. How about yourself, man? Man, shit, you know, doing very well, excellent. You know, I, I slept in my house for the first time last night. That was a magnificent thing. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Congratulations man, on, again. Thank you very much. On top of the, the, the fabulous news that I was ranked on PodCoin. Big shout out to PodCoin. If y'all not listening to me on popcorn, y'all motherfuckers tripping. If you want to support the Too Much Game podcast, what better way than to get paid to listen to the Too Much Game podcast on popcorn? Use the the code GAME to get 300 points on that motherfucker. But anyway, yeah, man, that that's that's just it's been a good week for me. Yeah, it's been it's wonderful. Yeah. And big shout out to No Cut the Pimp. Hey, man. Man. My boy, no cut. Good looking out. Without him, this may not be possible. Because last week, boy, we could have named this motherfucker Four Much Gang. Because there was two motherfuckers with too much motherfucking game on here. Shit. Too squared out this motherfucker. That was a wonderful show, man. That man. It was great. And it's crazy because I didn't think that it would do numbers like that. Like, I, in my head, honestly, I was like, this shit is so far above a lot of these niggas' heads. Motherfuckers ain't, they not going to be able to catch it. A lot of niggas going to be like, I, I couldn't relate. So, I, I didn't really fuck with that episode. But that shit went up. And I'm greatly appreciative to everybody who listened, everybody who shared, everybody who called me and told me that that was their favorite episode and all that type of shit. Because I honestly felt like that was almost a passion project, if you will. I did that more for me than for anybody else. I'm like, man, niggas ain't, niggas ain't going to like this one, but I like it. So we finna do that shit. Because when we were sitting there having a conversation right here, I'm like, I got to have this nigga on my show. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a oh I'm gonna get him on my show and it's gonna do crazy numbers. It was a I'm gonna get this nigga on my show because this nigga is talking some real life shit. 
And I, I would love for my listeners to be able to partake in this real shit as far as the ins and outs and the goings on in the pimp game from a, a real life motherfucking P. So thank you very much again. Uh, no cut the pimp because motherfuckers did numbers on that shit. Uh, um, it's what Memorial Day weekend, right? Right. Supposedly the first weekend of the summer. It does not look that way out here in Southern California. At all. Nigga. And Tony, Tony, Tony famously said it never rains in Southern California. It's seeming like them niggas is full of shit. Because it's fucking raining. It was raining on the way here. As y'all can see, I have on a leather sleeve jacket. Because it is not summer weather out this motherfucker. There's no no beach party going on. The weather fucked up out here. Mm-hmm. That shit is fucking crazy, my nigga. But it, it was cool because I got a nice view out my back window and shit. So, you know, watching the rain from the back window of my home was it was a pleasant experience. But, um, to you know, to start this episode, this episode is entitled... Nothing wrong with Calvin. You know, um, if a lot of you guys, if you were born in the 80s, you probably remember growing up and watching those McDonald's commercials, especially when you watch television with a predominantly black demographic. Like if you was watching Martin or the Cosby show or, you know, shows like that with a, with a black audience. There was these commercials for McDonald's where there was the kid Calvin and Calvin growing up in in the inner city it looked like it was in like brooklyn because they was all on like the the stoops on brownstones and shit right and you know he basically it starts out he he's um what you call that shit like he you know telling his homeboys yeah man i just got a job they like oh you know where you working at he like mcdonald's they laughed this nigga out the building like mcdonald's nigga you finna be flipping hamburgers out you know they roasting him and shit you know, so throughout the progression of the commercial, it would be like maybe every two weeks, a month, maybe even a year. I'm I'm not sure. I was young when these commercials was out. But every time the commercial would be different, Calvin would get a promotion. Mm-hmm. So it would start out, you know, he, he just getting a job. And then the next time it would be like, you know, they letting Calvin work the French fries now. Oh, Calvin on the fryer. Oh, you know, Calvin on the window. Calvin working the front register, you know, and every every time he come, his boys is clowning him, you know, bitches laughing at him and shit. But the older people is kind of giving them props like, you know, they they discussing amongst themselves. Oh, you know, Calvin got him a little promotion. Calvin is Calvin on his shit. And a lot of what that is, is me tying this into modern day life and just the listeners who's listening to this in general. Never be afraid to be like Calvin. Because Calvin is a story of not being afraid to get your hands dirty to get what you want to get out of life. A lot of motherfuckers can't be the the Michael Jordans on the team. There has to be a Dennis Rodman. You know, with, without a, a Draymond Green, there is no real Steph Curry story. He's just a nigga who can shoot without Draymond Green. In life, there are people who play roles. You know, somebody has to be the motherfucker who does something that's not exactly glamorous. Everything in life is not going to be glamorous. Everybody's path in life is not something glamorous. Like, um, without Destiny's Child, there's no Beyonce. You need Michelle, Kelly, 
the Latoya Luckett, Latavia. Like you need those role players in order for the team to be great. Mm-hmm. So in life, sometimes it's is there's no shame in being a role player, and not even a role player on in a team scenario. Sometimes you just a bricklayer, a motherfucker who does something whether well or just good enough. A lot of people we look up to our father. And a lot of our fathers wasn't some great, fantastic fucking actor or musician or some shit like that. It's some shit that's just something regular. Like, um, what was this show? Um, Good Times, James Evans. Great example. Regular blue-collar dude. But just the, the example that he set for still being a great person without being in a glorious situation is something that's commendable. Like it's something that's that, that should be considered a lot of people nowadays. Like if you look at the social media generation, a lot of motherfuckers is flexing and showing off and lying and basically acting like they something that they not because they want to be something that they can't be. And I'm just saying that there's nothing wrong with being who you are. Like, I know forklift drivers who are homeowners. They ain't never done nothing but drive a forklift. My grandfather was a a forklift driver. And we all looked up to him because he was the motherfucker who looked out for the household. He was the patriarch of the family. Like, you don't have to be some type of superstar in order to be loved and respected. Like, you know, you still going to have the same amount of love as a lot of these motherfuckers who who in glorious positions. And a lot of these people, a lot of times, like I've always said, I'd rather be rich than famous. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of people got that shit backwards. They'd rather be famous than rich. A lot of people would rather have people looking at them with stars in their eyes than have dollar signs in their pocket. I had an ex-girlfriend that said she'd rather be famous. What the fuck do you get out of that? Like, honestly. Besides motherfuckers in your business. That's it. Because that's what it is. Like me personally, I just don't really like people being in my business because the thing about fame, fame cuts off a lot of your access to shit that is normal. And to me, shit that is needed in normal human life. Like I enjoy anonymity. I like to be able to go places and just mind my business. If I want a pair of shoes, I like to be able to just go in Foot Locker, try on my shoes, look at shoes, buy the shoes, and walk the fuck out. I would hate to be a fucking star where I can't even go to the mall like I want to because I know that it's going to be a fucking commotion and a frenzy. I can't enjoy shit like regular people. I can't tweet something in a bad mood and delete it because it's going to be misinterpreted by thousands of people. Like if like, let's just say hypothetically you having a bad day and you tweet some shit like, man, fuck this. I'm over all this bullshit. Who's he talking about? Within two hours, that shit going to be on the shade room. Like is Ben ready suicidal? What does he mean by I'm over all of this shit? Is he retiring from podcasting? What is all this shit? Everything you say or do is up to speculation and up to be misinterpreted by thousands of motherfuckers. So fame ain't all it's cracked up to be. Like, ask any famous motherfucker, why you think they slapping all them cameras out their face when TMZ is fucking with them? 
because they want to be anonymous like you want to be anonymous. But you can't be anonymous if you're this big fucking star. And a lot of these big fucking stars, like it, it tripped me out when I found out that most of my favorite rappers never were rich. All that fucking fame and you ain't got no type of real money. You got a bunch of fake jewelry and you get put into a bunch of situations that make you look rich. But you're not really rich, just like a lot of basketball players and athletes who acquire a vast amount of revenue and end up broke. All that fucking fame and no money. And that's another downfall to fame. Imagine you broke in real life, but you're famous. You was a rapper and you had a hit song. Like, imagine being Jaquan and going broke. You on the fucking bus. And the bus driver's like, ain't you the nigga from everybody in the club getting tipsy? Look at old boy from uh, the Cosby show. Remember? Yeah, when they caught his ass working that fucking Whole um, Foods. Yeah. yeah. Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. I can't have a job, nigga, because I was on TV. I got to make money, too. I got bills and shit. Like, not to mention, I was in the fucking 80s, early 90s. We How many years far, uh, removed? Exactly. Like, it wasn't like I was on Love and Hip Hop, motherfucker. I got to generate money, too, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with, with getting some money? It might not be glamorous, but it's a respectable fucking job. Like, I look at any job as respectable. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't shit on no nigga for how he get his money. I got a partner that sells hair. And a lot of niggas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not. Not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true shit on him for selling hair but i'm like my nigga you don't know how much money is in that hair game do you a lot of fucking money exactly because you better not let me get the plug on the bundles nigga i'm out here with body waves nigga i got the brazilian indian i got that horse shit for the broke (laughs) bitches i got synthetic i got all of the hair if i had a line on the hair nigga i don't give a fuck nigga i don't sell vacuum cleaners I done made bricks. I done did all types of shit. Because me personally, I don't give a fuck. I'm with everything. Like, I kind of was mad at my dad growing up because he stigmatized flipping hamburgers. I remember when I was younger, when I would get in trouble, that used to be my dad, like, main fucking point he would drive into my head. Nigga, you do not want to be flipping hamburgers. You don't want to be grown and flipping hamburgers. You don't want to be working at McDonald's. But growing up, the niggas who was working at McDonald's nowadays are doing well in life. McDonald's is a a cool stepping stone. Not just McDonald's, but any job in general. You having job, anytime that you are doing something that's going to make you some money, a lot of times you can springboard that into something that's going to make more money. Like Calvin. If y'all watch these old Calvin commercials, 
I don't know if they on YouTube in their entirety or in their whole complete sequence. But in those days of watching those commercials, I remember, I think it might have been the last one, but it was like Calvin got his own McDonald's and not manager. That nigga owned a fucking McDonald's. And if you own a McDonald's, you got bread to buy a McDonald's right now. I think you need what? 250 million or something. Oh, not 250 million, but $2.5 million to Mm -hmm. own a McDonald's franchise. But I think there's something where if you work at McDonald's for a long time, you have tenure and you have like the inside track on a way to buy one. And shit, if you want to buy a McDonald's, I think that the the way that they train you to buy a McDonald's is you got to run one as not an employee, but almost like an apprentice. Mm. Like you have to be able to know how the, 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 the company works from the bottom to the top. So in order for you to even buy one, you got to work in one of them motherfuckers. So for me, like, I just look at as far as the Calvin situation as any motherfucker in a situation where you making money, don't never let a nigga shit on how you make your money. Because in all those commercials of Calvin working at that motherfucking McDonald's, some of those commercials you see his homeboy went and pulled him to the side. Literally the same homeboy who was sitting there roasting him with all his boys. Calvin walked off head held high like, bitch, I got bread and y'all still on this fucking porch. Hey, man, you think you can get me in at that McDonald's you working at? The same nigga who was clowning him. And you know what I'm saying, son? The same, the same McDonald's y'all laughed at me for flipping exactly. burgers and, and uh, dipping the frogs? Exactly, nigga. Like, you know, even Dave Chappelle clowned his ass on a skit. When he was, uh, he did the Calvin skit on the Chappelle show when the bitches was like, uh, nigga, you smell like French fries. <laughs> like, you know, they, they lampooned him. You know, Calvin got a lot of hate for how he made his money. But me personally, I don't knock nobody's hustle because, man, you'd be surprised what the fuck you can get out of anything. A lot of jobs, you start out at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then if you work there and you stay consistent and you do like you're supposed to do after a certain amount of time. You'll be somewhere where you want to be. A lot of motherfuckers who started out somewhere at any job, a lot of y'all motherfuckers entry level. You go entry level with your job. Five, ten years later, if you stay there, you'll be making more money than a lot of niggas who graduated college and came in. Facts. Because a lot of people don't understand that experience is more important than education in a lot of situations. A lot of people, the reason that they graduate college and can't get a job is because they don't have experience. You trying to get into a job with your fucking eight-year degree, and there's a nigga who been working there for 15 years with no fucking experience, and he's the one interviewing you for the job. He's the boss. Mm -hmm. Because he understood, and I'm not even going to say understood, because a lot of people, they don't know, they just do it. A lot of shit that we do as human beings is more subconscious than conscious. We just doing shit. We don't know what we're doing until after it's done. Like a lot of people who like, you know, us, we all know people in our generation from the generation before us who work at the Department of Water and Power mm-hmm. and they balling. We know motherfuckers who a mailman and they balling. We know niggas who a welder, a mechanic, a plumber. All of these regular trades and they fucking balling. 
A lot of these niggas right up the street on that corner at that motorcycle uh club. Mm-hmm. Ball. These niggas got regular jobs. It probably ain't a degree in that building. And all them niggas is six figure a year earners. Because a lot of those niggas, again, it's not that they understand, but it's that they live by the principle of you started at one place and you ended somewhere else. A lot of those dudes probably started out in the career that they're in making close to minimum wage. And then they got a raise here, a raise here, a raise here, a promotion here and a promotion here. And now they're where they are. A lot of us want to skip those steps like people always say. There's no elevator to success. You have to take the steps. The steps aren't just steps, but steps that you take to get somewhere. Just like a step of doing this thing, the step of starting, the step of learning, the step of promotion, the step of learning to maneuver around a certain situation, scenario, or industry you know you got to be able to do shit like that like a lot of times when you go into jobs the reason that you're trained a certain way most of the time when you do training in jobs they train you for adverse circumstances because they need to know that you're the type of person who can move and shake in an environment that isn't everything going the right way So a lot of times when you come out of college, if you ain't got no experience, they don't really want to fuck with you. They'd rather fuck with the nigga who knows how things are working when shit's fucked up. Like, okay, we're going to go with Johnny because we know Johnny know how to work when the assembly line is broke. We know Johnny know how to work when the forklifts is fucked up. This dude coming out of college only knows what he was taught in the classroom. A lot of times they're not teaching adverse circumstances in the classroom. So a lot of times you have to be able to be that dude who's willing to start from the bottom and get his hands dirty real quick. When you in corporate America, a lot of times they don't hire a CEO. They hire you in the mail room and then you work your way up. You got to work your way up that fucking ladder in mm-hmm. anything in life. And a lot of people want to start out at the top and that's where they get fucked up at. A lot of people who go into college in there, they got stars in their eyes while they in college because they thinking, oh, man, when I when I graduate, I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to be the fucking boss. And they don't understand. A lot of times when you come out of college, you're going to end up on some minimum wage bullshit like you would have got when you didn't even go to college. Mm-hmm. What made me drop out of college was a lot of the niggas that was in the field that I was going into. Made less money than I made before I started college. And these was niggas who had been in that field for a while. Because me personally, this is just a pro tip from young Dolomite to young niggas graduating high school, college, and things of that nature. Whenever you want to choose a field to go into or a job to work at, walk through the parking lot. If you don't want to drive none of those cars, you don't want to work at that job. And... (laughs) If you, you know, really serious about working at a place or going into an industry, let's just say hypothetically you want to be a plumber. Talk to some plumbers, multiple plumbers, plumbers who own the company and plumbers who work for a company. See what they make. See what type of lifestyle they live in. And that's going to determine whether or not you want to do it. 
a lot of people want to be a rapper, but they don't understand that the the, the, the hip-hop industry is fucked up. A lot of these rappers are not happy people. A lot of these rappers, it's, it's a fucking facade. A lot of these people should find a way to get in contact with a rapper and speak to them. That's the reason that a lot of people don't even want you to go into hip-hop. Because there's no way to be like, hey, Plies, how's life? Hey, Blueface, how's life? Hey, Jay-Z, how's life? You can't really talk to them. A lot of what they're telling you is a fucking lie. Because it's a rapper's job to tell you that they live in the best life on the fucking planet. It's a rapper's job to tell you, oh, this shit is all fucking peaches and roses and all I do all day is smoke weed, fuck bitches, have fun, eat good food, and get drunk and sip lean. Like, it's like, that shit sounds like fun. And a lot of them, that's not even a main source of income. Exactly. The the rich ones. Yeah. Now, yeah, you got to be like a Drake. You know what I'm saying? But they, they get but more even money outside. Drake get more money doing other shit than he do rapping. Most successful rappers are not successful because of rap. There you go. It's a stepping stone. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, again, that's something that a lot of motherfuckers don't understand. You just looking at what they're saying in these songs and you're not realizing that they're lying. A lot of that shit is a lie. A lot of what you see as far as people who are in glamorous positions, it's all lies. So when you going into just graduating from high school and college, because again, it just be sometimes it just be shit that be on my mind when it comes to doing these shows. And now while I'm speaking, it just came to my mind. A lot of motherfuckers is graduating high school and college right now. Mm-hmm. So this would be a, a good episode for them to listen to, you know, just me speaking right now. This episode is dedicated to high school and college graduates right now run this bitch back because a lot of what i'm saying is shit that is gonna apply to you guys specifically when you coming out of high school and college man don't be afraid to jump into something that you think might possibly be less money than what you want at the moment because money is money slow progress is still progress It might not be something as glamorous as the dude next to you or one of your homeboys or somebody who you know, but it could turn itself into something. And when it comes to you choosing a career or choosing a job, if it don't have no upward mobility, then just do it until you find something that has that. Because a lot of times a dead end job is something that does exist. I'm not saying just get any dead end fucking job. I'm not saying... Oh, Ricky's Tires is a great fucking job. They paying you minimum wage, but just go to Ricky's Tires because they paying. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is a lot of times when you go into look into a lot of these career fields, you can find something that if you stay down, you'll come up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the company that I work at, like it's motherfuckers who start out on the docks and they making this much money. And then they move up and they, you know, they become the doc supervisor and they make this much money and they do this and they do this and they do this. A lot of motherfuckers at my job making six figures. A lot. Me too. But we not a bunch of glamorous college educated 
We we not the upper echelon. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. On nothing. We not the greatest, most intelligent best motherfuckers in our career field we just a bunch of motherfuckers who was staying down until we came up and a lot of people in life are like that like um on trigger warning um the the show killer mike got he basically was talking telling a bunch of little kids like you're not gonna be the president you know, when you little, you got all these super duper aspirations and dreams. And a lot of your parents are sometimes doing you a disservice by telling you, you can do anything, son. A lot of times your parents are setting you up for the for the failure. I know a lot of niggas right now my age. I'm 36 fucking years old. I got homeboys older than me still think they finna be a rapper. <laughs> it's sad that it's that funny. Like it's funnier than that, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's sad that, really, nigga. It, it, it hip hop is basically dead for you after like 25. If you're not already phenomenal, if you don't already have a buzz, it ain't in the cards for you. But a lot of people they so stuck on their dream, they like I'm gonna make this shit work. And it's two sides to that coin because a lot of times if you stick with something long enough, yes, it can turn into something. But at the same time, you also have to be realistic. And I always say that shit like you need to be doing something that's going to finance your dream until your dream can finance itself. Like, I understand that you have something that you're very passionate about, but at the same time, you should be doing something that's going to finance your passion, even if you're not passionate about that. Like, if I consider myself to be a rapper, I'm at least going to have me a cool little job to where I can invest the money from my job into my rapping career until my rapping career can finance itself. Mm -hmm. A lot of motherfuckers is literally at their mama house right now just rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping. Like, nigga, you could have been working at the post office and rapping. And 10 years after you working at the post office, you making so much money at the post office, you don't even care about rap no more. And if you love rap enough, you'd have still been rapping. But you'd have been balling off the post office while you was rapping. So you winning on both sides of the game. But if you want to put all your eggs in the rap basket and in the rap basket fall off, now you 42 years old and you've been rapping for 32 fucking years. Because most niggas who decide to be rapping start literally like junior high, beginning of high school. Most of the niggas who I know who rap, whether they good or they trash, they really started writing their raps at like 13. 
So you done spent all this time in this area of passion, but you ain't did nothing to supplement that. And now that you know is a wash. Look at all the years you wasted doing that bullshit. When you could have been like Calvin at McDonald's and rapping that on, on the side. Because it ain't like if you got a job, you can't pursue your passion. You can still pursue your passion while you on your other grind. So speaking to the graduates, man, just like parents would always say back in our day, you got to have something to fall back on. Don't be afraid to have something to fall back on, because sometimes that fallback plan might be better than the first plan. If you know, like as far as my son and my daughter, when they graduate high school, the money that we set aside is not exactly for college. It's for pursuing their passion. You know, if college ain't in the cards for their passion, this money is for passion. But at the same time, it depends on what the passion is, because if the passion is something that's going to bring them instant money, then we'll finance that shit in the beginning. But if that's not what it is, then we're going to finance that on the side. But I'm going to need y'all to have something to supplement this passion. So let's just say, hypothetically, my son want to be a fucking ninja. <laughs> Nigga, you're going to have to be a fucking karate master and a post office worker. We're going to find you a trade. Like this money right here, if you want to be a fucking ninja, we're going to get you like a little swap meat booth for some shit selling T-shirts on the side. So you can have you some little money coming in. Or you going to have like a fucking laundry mat or a 99 cent store or a fucking food truck or a mobile detailing thing. Or even if we was able to buy him a tractor to be a truck driver or hire a driver to drive that truck and bring in some some um, residuals or some shit. But you're going to have to make some money to supplement the passion that you have or you fucking up. A lot of kids coming out of high school and college, a lot of kids in high school and college, a lot of times when you're in high school, that's when a lot of motherfuckers start their life of crime. You know, mm-hmm. you you doing, you gang banging or you hustling, you trying to sell some dope or you trying to sell some weed or some shit like that. Don't fuck your future up in the beginning. Like you're going to be grown a lot longer than you are a student. High school is four years. College sometimes two sometimes up to what eight years well i mean well yeah eight in the grand scheme of your life at least you probably live to like 75 nowadays think about that high school four years four out of 75 don't fuck the other what 50 years (laughs) of your life up behind a mistake you made at 17 18 like, I gave this advice to one of my little cousins because my little cousin basically was trying to hit house licks to keep up with his homeboys in school because his homeboys was having the new Jordans and wearing Gucci and Louis Vuitton belts and all of this little weak-ass shit. But, you know, in high school, that's kind of the thing. Like, you want to have the flashy shit that everybody else got. Mm-hmm. So he was taking penitentiary chances to keep up with the kids that had all the flashy shit. But like I told him, man, when I was in high school, I was bummy. But now that I'm grown, a lot of motherfuckers who had all that shit is trying to catch up with me. Because me, I understood through watching that um, 
what you call it, through watching the Calvin commercials. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, nigga, if you stay down until you come up, when you come up, you'll stay up. A lot of times when you young, you see the shit that a lot of these niggas got, and it's temporary. A lot of my homeboys who had a lot more money than I had in our younger days is locked up and dead. Or, you know, something went foul, and now they broke. A lot of that lick money don't stay. A lot of that dope money don't stay. Me, nigga, I got a 401k building up. Got Social Security building up, which that shit probably going to be gone. So I don't even really count that money. Right. But I got a lot of shit going on on the back end of what I'm doing on my main income that's going to take care of me when I'm older. A lot of times that dope money ain't going to last. Shit, even rap. Rap is legal. But a lot of them niggas' money don't last. You know, how many times have you watched something on a 30 for 30 on ESPN of a rap, um, of an athlete? $100 million. Gone. Latrell Sprewell made $162 million in his career, and he's broke. Antoine Walker made $150 million in his NBA career, and he's broke. And not to mention all the people saying Allen Iverson broke. Van Baker. Yeah, a lot of people made... A lot of money in their life, and it's and they broke because they they don't know how to be like Calvin. You know, you just got to be able to you know stay on your grind, stay in your level, stay in your fucking lane. You know, live within your means. You know, if if Calvin wanted to be top D boy, Calvin would have been selling dope. I'm sure Calvin lived in the neighborhood where niggas were selling dope. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there was like a, a scene in one of those commercials where he walked by the dope boys with the big fat gold chains mm-hmm. and all that shit. You know, and a lot of them niggas is in jail and dead. But Calvin is bubbling. If Calvin had his own McDonald's, Calvin right now somewhere big bubbling. Calvin probably got three McDonald's by now. But that speaks to the principle of being able to stay within your means. Stay in your lane and do what you can do. You'll be the best at doing what you can do. Don't try to do what everybody else doing. If you stick to what you do well, you'll be straight. Because a lot of people going to mock you on the way up. Calvin got clowned. But he was like, man, fuck what y'all niggas talking about. Because he stuck to what he had in mind. He stuck to his goal. He stuck to the plan. And the plan ended up paying off. You know, like the guy Nipsey Hussle said, instead of trying to build a brick wall, Lay a brick every day. And eventually you'll look up and you'll have a brick wall. Like, you know, when it when it comes to anything that you want to be great at, it, it takes patience. You know, so when you young right now, like graduating high school, 18, in college to get a BA, that's what, two years? So you're 20. No, not a BA, yeah. associates. Associates is two years. The BA, is the bachelor's, bachelor's that's four, four. years. So 2022, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, in the grand scheme, you young, you under 30 and you basically starting to navigate through life. You just got to realize, nigga, you got enough time. Be patient. Everything not going to happen in your early 20s. A lot of this shit you see on Instagram is fake. You see in these motherfuckers young going on vacation and traveling the world and going to Dubai and all this shit. A lot of these pretty bitches you see on Instagram going to Dubai getting shitted on by the sheik. So y'all motherfuckers gonna have to realize, man, if you don't want to get shitted on, stay in your fucking lane. Because a lot of them bitches out there in Dubai is toilets. You know. 
So let them motherfuckers laugh and joke and all that shit because at the end of the day, you're going to come out straight. And you got to understand the difference between criticism and hate. Because sometimes, you know, people going to talk about what you're doing. And like I said earlier about the difference between a, a, a cool starting job and a dead end job. You know, some jobs have upward mobility. And those are the type of jobs that you want to go into. Like the jobs that's like, you know, because here's, here's a question that they going to ask you in a lot of interviews. Where do you see yourself in five years? Or where do you see yourself in 10 years? And me, usually, a lot of times, my answer is sitting in your seat. Nigga, five years from now, I'll be doing your fucking job. Nigga, I'm going to be the nigga interviewing people. And I like to see what they say based on that. Because a lot of times when I'm being interviewed, I'm interviewing them. And this is another tip for y'all who's starting into the, the, the job market, you know, and careers for the college kids. When you on a job interview, you should be interviewing them as well. Because at the end of the day, becoming an employee, you're an independent contractor. You working for them, but you're also providing them value like they're providing you revenue. So when you're going into a situation of a job, you should be looking at, okay, how are y'all going to make my life better other than a paycheck? What type of mobility am I going to have in this company? Is this a company where I can, say, five or ten years from now, be in a situation where I'm the boss, where I'm making the type of money that's going to be good for me and a family that I plan to start? Because if not, you should get the fuck out of there. Or use them as a stepping stone until you can find something better. Because, you know, a lot of times you're going to have to get experience from somewhere. So a lot of times you're going to have to do something that you don't want to do. A lot of motherfuckers not going to be able to get out of college and get straight into the company or the position that they want. So you're going to have to go get your hands dirty. You're going to have to work in the mail room or you're going to have to do shit that you feel may be below you. But at the end of the day, you got to look at the end goal, which is, you know, whatever your goal is. And your goal should be something that you have either written down or a picture of like how some people got vision boards. Mm -hmm. Like you should know, okay, by this time in my life, this is where I want to be. By this time in my life, this is where I want to be. And don't get discouraged if you're not there at that point, because a lot of people feel like they hit the ceiling when that happens. Or they not doing what they supposed to do. Because sometimes, I'm not going to say that it's unrealistic, but a lot of times it just ain't in the cards for you. You know, like, you know these motherfuckers saying, man, I felt like by 30 I was supposed to be married. I was supposed to be a homeowner. I was supposed to already had done A, B, and C. But a lot of times, you know, you get it at your own pace. Everybody don't work at the same speed. Everybody don't learn at the same speed. Everybody don't get... <clears throat> put into the same situations to get the same opportunities all the time. So you just got to be comfortable in the fact that what you did was the best that you can do in any situation that you was put in. So when it comes to your vision board and your goals and your plans in life, always just be satisfied in the fact that you're doing the best that you could. You should only be dissatisfied with yourself if you knew you could have did more. And even in that situation, if you felt like you could have did more, do more now. If you felt like you haven't been going hard enough, go harder. And eventually everything that you wanted, and not everything that you wanted, but as far as the best that you can get, you will get. So you should always be trying to go as hard as you can 
to get the best out of life. So, you know, when it comes to just anything that you're doing, just stay focused on what you're doing and not on the bullshit. Because if you looking at what you could, should have, could have, would have been doing, that would be a distraction in what you're doing in life. You know, and just because other motherfuckers is doing different than what you're doing, don't let that knock you off your block. Because it's a lot of times where, let's just say hypothetically, you 30 and your homeboy 30. Your homeboy done already bought a house, got married, he drive a car that you like, and it's a lot of shit in his life that he doing that you want to be doing. You can't let that fuck you up because y'all not dealt the same deck of cards. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of motherfuckers like, man, see, I'm, I'm looking at Jermaine over there, nigga. Jermaine and already did this, 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 and this, nigga. We, we grew up on the same street. Then, nigga, Jermaine got different parents than you got. You know, Jermaine might have got in at a different job than you was able to get in. You know, Jermaine might have been working harder than you. Jermaine might be smarter than you. Jermaine might have relationships with people that you don't have relationships with. So you just got to let Jermaine be Jermaine and you do you. Because eventually you're going to catch up with Jermaine. But not watching Jermaine, you got to stay on your shit. Stay on your shit and you'll get where you're supposed to be. Because everybody wants shit fast. But to expect that a lot of times is dangerous. Because when you try to cut corners sometimes, you fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, say... You trying to bake a cake. What it take? Uh, eggs, milk, uh, whatever the little cake mix cake is. Mix or flour if you're going from scratch. Yeah, okay, all that. Now, imagine if you forgot the cake mix, but you put all the other shit in. <laughs> Nigga, you done made paste. <laughs> and that's what happens when you want shit too fast. When you doing shit outside of your pace or outside of, you know, what, what you can do. Right. You got to stick to what the fuck you can do. And that'll help you in the long run. You got to be patient because, you know, patience is a fucking virtue. You know, if if, if you if you go off of somebody else's story, it, it can make your story worse because it can put you in the state of uh, depression. Like, damn, this nigga, I can't. For instance, I know somebody who uh, looked at same thing, looked at her friend's timeline and shit. and was like, damn, they already married and this and that. And they went into a deep depression. Like you can't compare or you can't hold yours to theirs. You know, they story is different. Yours is different. You just have to stay on your path and keep it pushing it and, and work. Cause shit. And like you said, motherfuckers could have been working hard at it. And you, you over here, OG half step. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And you know, like what, what, what I always say to people, cause you know, like they, they like to say the grass looks greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Nigga, the grass is always greener on the other side because you so, bu- you so busy looking on the other side that you're not watering your own fucking grass. That's how they shit got green. They over there watering their grass and you watching them water their grass instead of watering your shit. Mm-hmm. That's why they grass greener because you're not watering yours. Putting, they putting fertilizer and shit and you still watching them. Exactly. You over there watching. So that's how shit get fucked up. You so busy watching all the other motherfuckers. You know, and when you get on, or not even when you get on, but when you on your journey, the doubters will be there. There's, of course, going to be people. Just like how you watching the other niggas succeeding, so are other people. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people, even people in your family, even people who you look up to, love, and respect is going to be saying, well, damn, that nigga Marcus over here doing this, and you only doing this. 
damn, uh, everybody else, your age is doing this. Where your shit at? Mm-hmm. You ain't bought a house yet? You ain't did this yet? Man, fuck all that shit. Just do your shit. Nigga, your answer to that is, nigga, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I'll get where I'm supposed to get. And keep that shit at that. You know, and success should leave clues. You know, when you get on, give that same advice that it took for you to get where you at and help another motherfucker. You know, the whole reason of me having this fucking show is me giving advice to motherfuckers to get where I'm at. Like, a lot of how I get cracking in my life as far as my friends and shit like that, I ain't never been the type of nigga who wanted to be doing the best out of me and my group. I always wanted to be around a group of niggas all doing great. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck me being like, hey, y'all, I got a house. Hell no. I want to be surrounded by niggas and we all talking about our house. Like, so when I say, man, nigga, I had to go, you know, put down some new floors in my living room, you know, such and such happened. So I had to do this or I had to paint one of my rooms or, you know, my, my washer and dryer. I had to replace that because they got the new one with the new shit. So I'm getting that. I want niggas to be able to relate because when you surrounded by niggas doing worse than you, you saying regular shit to you sound like bragging to them. Me just saying I got a house is like bragging to certain niggas unless they got a house. You know, when, when you around the, the right group of people, because this is another thing for, for you graduates and, and young motherfuckers. Stay around the right people. A lot of times, if you own your shit, stay around other people who own they shit. Mm-hmm. College in general for high school graduates. It's more about building relationships with people than the actual shit you learning. Because a lot of what you learning, you going to forget. Fucking spoiler alert. I don't remember shit from high school or college. Nigga, everything important that you need to learn in life, you learned in fucking kindergarten. A lot of this shit you learn in high school and college, depending on what field you go in, it's going to be foggy 20 years from now. When you in college, a lot of what you should be doing in college is networking. You should be building relationships with people that is going to be of value to you when you become an adult. You should be building relationships with people and friendships with people who are also on the same path that you on. Don't be hanging around people who fucking up. When you in high school and college and shit, you shouldn't be hung, hanging around with the same niggas you was fucking up with in school. Preach. You know, it, it like my boy Lionel Saddam said, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn that lesson a lot in adulthood. It ain't about, oh, I'm the best at this. Because nepotism is real. It's, it's going to be a lot more about. I know this nigga at this job. A lot of adults will tell you, oh, I got my job through my boy Gary. Oh, you know, my boy Wooty Woop got me in up here. Mm-hmm. If you're not building these strong relationships with a lot of these people who are going to be on a good path growing up, life is going to be a lot harder. So if you in college, you should really be networking. Even if you just saying what's up to these motherfuckers in passing. And becoming friends on Facebook. You'd be surprised how a lot of these relationships will push you further in life. I know Ben Reddy through his cousin who was my co-worker. And now we podcasting together. 
like it's relationships. You foster the right relationships. It'll put you into good positions in your life. A lot of times motherfuckers who you grew up with is more of a hindrance than anything. A lot of people, you know, you, you, you got a lot of loyalty to people who you grew up with because you grew up with them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the relationships that's going to push you further in life is niggas. You met at 19 niggas. You met at fucking 30. So you got to keep that in mind. Fuck that. No new friends shit. No toxic friends. That should be your fucking motto. No friends who ain't shit. You know, but as far as the practical wisdom, be patient. Everything is not going to come to fruition when you want it to. But you can get it if you stay focused and grind on that shit. Don't let nobody fucking distract you. And when you get it, maintain it and share it with those who deserve it. Not just the motherfuckers who was hanging around just because they was hanging around. You know, back to the good relationships. You should be breaking bread with motherfuckers who helped you get that bread. Because a lot of motherfuckers are just hanging around your ass because they waiting for some crumbs to fall off your table. And mm-hmm. you don't need to be around them certain type of motherfuckers. You know, help people who help themselves. Because a lot of times the people who helped you helped you because they saw you helping yourself. You know, and you got to make sure that you stay around the type of company that's going to help you move forward. So when it's time for you to get on top, you're not surrounded by snakes. You're surrounded by eagles. And I'm going to go ahead and drop the mic on that shit. This is your host, Young Dolomite of the Too Much Game podcast. Sitting here with the super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. And I'm going to be back at y'all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And if you want to support us financially, it is patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town with an E on the back house media and you should be listening to us on podcoin if you want to get 300 extra points use the the promo code game podcoin if y'all want to support me and you want to get paid to support me support me on podcoin and all other fucking uh, um streaming platforms i don't already went long on this outro <laughs> so i ain't here to help you get bitches i'm here to help you get better too much game Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.